Welcome to Reality Hunt Club. Now in this episode we're going to talk about our quality deer management plan. As you can see I'm filming this from my home office. Now we consider this our paperwork episode because it's going to be dealing with all the necessary paperwork we go through to put a management plan together. Now during the course of the year we're always looking and evaluating our current plan in order to learn from it and also to make notes as to what works and what doesn't work so we can make these changes in the future hunting seasons um, management plan. And we're going to go over that today. Now we've got a copy of our 2011-2012 management plan on our website which is realityhuntclub.com realityhuntclub.com you can go and download a word document of it or a pdf of it if you want to see how we put ours together go ahead and if you want to use it and change it and you and use it for your own club that's okay with us before we talk about our quality management plan i want to tell you about our club as mentioned in previous episodes our club is just finishing the seventh season we currently have about 1,900 acres, which we lease from three private landowners and one timber company. We're located in middle Georgia. I'm not going to say exactly where we're located, um, just, just for security, and I want to protect our club. Our club is made up of mostly planted pines with hardwood bottoms. We have about 50 acres worth of food plots that we can plant. We currently have 10 members sharing the cost of our hunting club. All our current members live at least two hours away from the club and consider professionals in their job career. So we have no locals just constantly beating up the club with activity. Our club philosophy is let the young bucks walk, keep the doe to buck ratio as close to one to one as possible. We try to only shoot three and a half, but we prefer to shoot four and a half or older. Um, this area has been known to produce some of the nice, some nice bucks, but our goal is the 140 inch, like I was talking about. So four and a half should be 140, 145. Of course, any bell curve you can get, you know, you're gonna have a four and a half that's 160. You're gonna have a four and a half that's 120. So what our club considers a quality buck is a 140 inch four and a half year old. We currently have about 18 tower stands and we have a bunch of ladders and bow stands. I don't exactly know what the number of those are. And of course, from the past episode, you know that we believe in our trail cameras. We use them as a as our primary way of um, measuring our uh, management plan during the year. Um, you couple that with our you know as we hunt in the stands and what bucks we kill and what you know deer we observe that's how we um, measure the effectiveness of our plan now let's talk about our 2011-2012 plan now as mentioned before we split it up into two sections one is the supplement feed program and the other one is the food plots now I'm gonna go over the the supplement feed program first now our plan involves running 10 feed stations year round. These feed stations are strategically placed around our hunting club to draw, to draw the deer and turkeys into our property and to keep them there. Now the past year we've run just corn in our spinner um, feeders and we, we basically spread less corn in late spring during the summer because of the green brow 
and all the green growth from the springtime and also the agricultural crops the deer just seems to the deer just seem to eat that a lot more than coming to a feeder to eat corn now when the fall starts coming on they start they start rubbing their velvet off the horns the deer start trying to put on that additional weight they start looking for those carbohydrates then they will come to our feeders and start trying to put on that that weight to get them through the the winter and also the bucks want to put on that additional weight just to get through the the crazy rut now let me talk about our food pot plan but really before i can talk about next year's plan we need to look back on last year's plan planting food plots for a hunter who is not familiar with farming can be very frustrating um this is one of the areas that we have learned the most from in our management plan we have been planting food plots for the past seven seasons and at the end of end of every season we always come up and look and say you know what we could have done this or we could have done that to make next year's plan better the guys on tv selling the seeds make it look so easy it's all all it looks like you have to do is buy their seed and and plant it the next thing you know you're going to have a food plot it looks like it don't looks like just like on the back but um that's not the case as most if anybody's been planting food plots you'll know that so let's talk about last year starting with the good things that we learned about our spring summer planting last year was the first year we had sufficient money in our budget that allowed us to lime and use chicken manure fertilize in the food plots we were going to plant now this really gave, of course, the pH levels were off. The fields that we have used in the past were um, used for cattle grazing. So obviously, you know, the pH levels were out of whack. We had to break the, the pan level in the dirt to try to get moisture up. You know, it's taken us three or four years just to get the land back to a reasonable um, pH level where the soil can actually produce. Okay. Now now this the the time we planted we have access to basically three tractors and the, the power of the tractors range from 35 to 50 horsepower now i consider these tractors medium size you know you can pull six to eight foot harrows but when we we're talking about planting 10 15 25 acres you're talking about a long time to disc that up so we actually met a guy and he became our friend um, of a local farmer and he farmed so he had all the farming industrial tractors and 18 foot harrows and stuff like that so he he his jobs actually goes out and um, farms for other people so we actually hired him to use one of his big old tractors with 18 foot harrows to um disc up our land that we planted last may and it worked out really well it only took him about three hours to disc it up and we basically planted 17 acres last year and the seed bed was phenomenal so what took him three hours you know would have took us 12 to 16 hours with those smaller tractors and the seed bed would not have been anywhere near as good as what he gave us and you know the seed bed's important because when you go to drill your seed or broadcast your seed that's the um seed to soil contact that you need to get that get that plant up and out of the ground as quick as possible so once he finished once he finished with with um making our disking it up and all this we went in there with a um seed drill and we planted our crops now i really like this approach to our spring summer food plots because like i said it saved us a lot of time as well as worth the price 
and us working two days to get a drill versus him getting it ready by the time we show up was really really nice and i think we're going we're going to use that from now on so basically we planted five acres of corn in april and we planted 12 acres of soybeans iron clay peas and sunflowers in may now we did plant some acreage of soybeans that were just soybeans by themselves and i'll talk to you about that in just a minute the good about corn is we you know we we really grew a pretty decent crop each stalk had about four ears of corn on it which is not bad considering it's dry land corn and we had pretty good rain now and the animals really nailed it they really pulled the stalks down once the ears got um, mature now the bad thing about the corn was it's very expensive to plant you're talking about five six hundred dollars for 500 acres of corn it had to be sprayed and side dressed with nitrogen in order to get it out of, you know get it up there to where it would produce corn it also had to be cultivated a few times to get the weeds back and it, you know basically growing that five acres of corn was very labor intense we had to do a lot of tractoring to get it up there now the good about the soybean mixture is we made some real good beans but in some areas we where we planted the mixture of um, beans and peas and sunflowers we couldn't we could not round up now we hadn't had a plan on roundup but the weeds have gotten so much it's gotten so worse like i said most of this is um either used is on um, old power line right aways and cattle pastures so you're basically talking about areas that haven't been farmed long long time so you got all kind of different types of weeds and mixes of grasses so we did plant about six acres of soybeans that didn't have the mixture of sunflowers and iron clay peas so we went in there and we um, rounded up those and in this video i'll show you a video of that in a minute but um the bad thing was was the soybeans mixture and sunflowers and iron clay peas we couldn't round up because it'd kill the um sunflowers and the iron clay peas well what happened there was the weeds and the grasses took over and it was still producing but when the first drought came on it just it just killed them off it just starved them out the weeds and the um, grasses survive and the beans and peas and sunflowers just disappeared you know it's unbelievable now here's some of the video that i just recently taken which is in late january of our standing soybeans that were planted by themselves and what we sprayed around up that i just talked about in a minute from this video you can see that the um the beans are still on the dried out stalks you can see a lot of the beans on the ground where the wind had been blowing them off and you also can just see the deer tracks in this little this little two acre um section of land and you can just see how the deer are coming in there it looks like a cattle trail so what we learn well we learned to ditch the corn because it's just too labor intense and we learned to plant we we learned to plant just the soybeans so we can round up and try to get our weeds and grasses under control so basically this year's plan we've designated 25 acres for soybeans to be planted after the first of may and we're going to use that we're going to use that farmer guy and he's going to tractor up our land for us now our goal is to plant enough acres of beans that the deer cannot eat it all during the summer and we'll have a significant crop standing during the fall and late fall fall or late fall now one more thing to note is corn has a nutritional value of about 10 to 11 percent whereas the soybeans are about 22 percent so you're talking about a lot more um nutrition plus the soybeans the deer can eat the green leaves as it's growing up now we're gonna we're gonna plant this 25 acres 
And if you see from the from the display I'm showing you on the on this video, that it's basically three big areas. It's two big fields and one one big strip in the power line. Now we tried to plant smaller, you know, anywhere from a half acre to an acre plots inside these wood lines and these road beds and food plots that we have on a club, but we just were not successful in the spring and summer. I mean, they come up two or three inches and the deer just hammer it and it, they just eat it up. And another thing is they don't come up as well because the, the soil's not as good. We hadn't had a chance to work on the soil, but I, we quit doing it because we just cannot produce enough to, um, per, you know, where the deer, keep the deer from eating it all up. Now that is it for our spring planting. Now let me talk about our fall planting plans. Last year we planted about 15 small food plots around our club around the 1st of October. Now some of these food plots are nothing but the roads, basically the road beds that we disked up and plant. And some of the food plots are areas that we had a bulldozer come in and push off, you know, an existing logging deck where the loggers bring all the timbers when they're logging and we pushed it off and, and able to make a food plot. I estimate all all 15 of these food plots equal around six acres. Now we plant oats in most, and some we planted oats and a few and red clover mixed in that. The plan for the 2011-2012 season is to repeat basically the same plan. You can see these food plots in this Google Earth fly-through that I'm showing you now on the screen. These food plots are strategically placed around our club, and most of them have a tower stand for hunting on them. A few of them have ladders. So, so to sum up our plan in general, we're going to plant soybeans in the spring, we're going to plant oats in the fall, and we're going to run 10 feed stations on um, different locations on the club all year round. Now this episode was a lot longer than I originally wanted to. I want these episodes to be 7 to 10 minutes long. But this episode, like I called it our paperwork episode, I just felt we had to go over all this information. You know, we introduced you to our club, our philosophy. We showed you around through Google Earth for our lease. We showed you our management plan of last year. We talked about the management plan of this year. I just felt that we had to get it all out there so you guys could see what we had in store and where we came from and what we had in store. So stay tuned. And as each part of the months come by, we'll be implementing these plans and we'll be shooting more videos and talking about them. You can see the food plots grow, and you can see where we succeed and where we fail. So stay tuned for later episodes of those, and thank you for watching Reality Hunt Club.